0: snap and the ball is free it's picked up by michigan State. Kalen wants jackson and he scores this is going to run it all the way back over going to win the football game nil which is short for name image and podcast and I watch this is thank you to nil
1: to another name image and podcast uh a friday morning edition for you you know if you're If you guys are looking for more stability and consistency, uh, I think you know by now this is not the place. We're all over the place, whether it's Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, evenings, whatever. But regardless, we're getting it out for you guys today. It's a wonderful Friday, and I'm here as always with Big Mike. Big Mike, how you doing?
0: Good to see my Georgia dogs pulled out, Kyle. I'm thrilled. This has yeah, been but, a long time coming.
1: I was going to say, yeah, let's, let's get into that so the championship happened, I guess. And the Reign of Terror is over. The Reign of Terror, Alabama. Uh, is this the end of Nick Saban? Is this the end of Alabama? This little little podunk school in the middle of nowhere called Georgia. You know, what an underdog Cinderella, Cinder, story. Cinderella story. Yeah, real Cinderella story here. Uh, you just love to see it. But um no, nah, I mean it's a good game. Good game. You it's, know, it was good
0: for yeah. Georgia, but like geez, who cares? The worst part about it is, Kyle, is that if you're if you're a realist and you you're a realist, especially in the sense of college football, you know that Alabama is only gonna have a better team next year. So right. it, I mean, it's gonna be Alabama fill in the blank, most likely. I mean, maybe not Georgia. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like everything kind of had to go right for Georgia this year in a way like Stetson Bennett's journey, like the defense, Coleman, and like don't get me wrong, obviously they're reloading. But if you're looking for a guy who's going to consistently churn out championship appearances, obviously Nick Saban. So I, it's just going to be rinse repeat next year, right? Like, am I crazy? Yep. No, it, it is. and And even teams like, like I expect Clemson
1: to be back to a capacity as well, right? Or, or yeah, maybe not. Who knows? Um, but, like, it's funny for all the people who are like, it's the same three teams. It's like, well, it's. Might be the same two teams. I do think, you know, Ohio yeah. State, as far as early contenders, because, you know, like I said, this is probably going to be the last time we talk about college football on like a broad scale. We'll talk about the crazy shit that's going to happen in the offseason, that spring football right. is right around the corner. But I mean, if we're looking at it for next season, it's obviously Georgia, it's obviously Alabama. Ohio State's definitely going to be there as well, oh, yeah. right? Um, And then, you know, that fourth team, you know, hopefully it's just like a weird open league, but... You know, you expect your Oklahomas, expect your, you know, Notre Dame, watch them have a decent season, you know, because the committee loves them. We just, just got to fucking expand it. I won't care if it ends up being the same teams again and again. But as long as it it expands to that 12 team and just at least make it kind of interesting,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think, I think they will. It's it it's everything when you deal with the NCAA, right? It, it's going to take arm twisting. It's going to take much longer than it should. Like it, the NCAA will do everything in its power to like not advance this game in the sport and in really any sports. Just to say that, just to be like you know, old man shaking fist. But it, yeah. I mean, I. I don't know, because it's like, you know, sports betting is kind of plagued everyone's brains now. And it's like, even after that game was over, if you wouldn't looked at the odds for next season already, it's like Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia are the top three. And it's like, they're they're not wrong. I mean, like, those aren't like, you, you know, Las Vegas is the sweet and miss. So we're just inevitably heading towards a repeat. If not, maybe sprinkle in a new team. But you're always going to have at least the Alabama or the Georgias, so, to your point at least dilute it for us a little bit, like at least, you know, give us another round, at least give us some sort of hope, because I think it was pretty, Michigan held out faith, and I know you had, like, you were kind of in on Michigan being able to beat Georgia, but I think there was a a national majority that kind of knew, like, the writing was on the wall, and especially Cincinnati versus Bama, like, watching that game, like, you knew it wasn't going to happen for Cincy, like, you were just kind of hoping for a good game, so, I hope it expands. I hope it expands soon because I think, you know, as far as g- kind of growing the fandom of the game, I think we're going to start losing attention spans because it's just, it's just getting bad to like the point where it's just the same thing every year. Right.
1: And I've, i mentioned before I mentioned it again, th- there's, there's, there's two, uh, maybe three types of fans for college football. You have your absolute diehards where it's like, I fucking love college football. We'll watch whatever it's on. It's just like we understand its flaws of people all the time. Why would you watch that over the NFL? And it's just like, well, because the NFL is just like kind of boring and corporate and stodgy. Like, you know, we like the traditions. <laughs> don't be wrong. College football is quickly heading to the NFL model. And we might get to that eventually. But, um, right. you know, you have you have that fan. You have the gambler, right, who's just like it doesn't matter if it's Dominican League volleyball. It's like they're up at 4 a.m. You because know, they have money on it. They also bet, well, like, you know, the, the random conferences and the random games in college football. Right. And then you have just like the casual bystander who's just like ever the conversation in the office is around college football. Maybe they didn't go to a big college, so they don't have that sort of attachment or they didn't grow up in a family. You know, like I did. You know, I didn't go to a big college. Well, Mesa's huge. Obviously, Colorado Mesa, shout out. Uh, but, you know, my family's all Michigan State alums or Michigan alums. You know, so when you're kind of born into that you know and so maybe you don't have the attachment but you're just kind of there um you know transitionally just to kind of be a part of the conversation but you don't care so you know it's i don't know who are they going to appease to it's probably going to be the gamblers and it's just going to be the casual
0: fans. It's going to be the traditional fans who are eventually going to get screwed in my opinion. Well, but you, you bring up a good point, right? It's like, if you are that person who kind of just files into you're knowledgeable enough to kind of know what's happening in college football, but like you, you're not necessarily involved in it. It's a perfect, because like I talked to like my coworkers, right. And like, none of them are huge college football fans. And the fact that they could kind of just close their eyes and throw an arrow and hit it, you know the nail on the head that it's going to be Alabama or Georgia in some capacity, like I was talking to one of them. And I was like, oh, you know, like big game tonight. It was like the, the Monday morning before. I'm like, yeah, you know, big game, like I'll tune in a little bit. Like oh yeah, it's, in you know, like Alabama and somebody like just throwing a just shot in the dark and yep. they could still hit that. I'm like okay, this is getting pretty bad because I know that that individual in particular doesn't watch college football. Like they will they'll, they'll tune in for the youths every now and then, but like they don't they don't really care and they can just right. all that. <laughs> and that and that's why like I've said it before I'll say it again.
1: Really, in my opinion, the uh, the season ends for the Rose Bowl. Like well, January 1st, you have right. all those other games leading up to it. That's kind of the crowning moment of it. You get two traditional um, programs in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. and right. The SEC is off just doing their own fucking thing as far as right. I'm concerned, right? Right. Like, I lo- right? Like their dealings are just so different and their fan right. bases and everything that they do is just so different. Pac-12, it gets shitted on a lot, don't get me wrong, but it's only because they haven't had proper representation. Newsflash, right. people on the West Coast have other things to do than obsess over college football. If right. you're in the Midwest, right. you're freezing your balls off. You just want your team to win. If you're in the South, I don't know what the fuck you do, but all you care about is college football.
0: Right On the right. West
1: Coast, Pac-12 schools, like Utah's got a great fan base. There are some great fan bases there. It doesn't mean as much, to be honest. The universities no. hold themselves to a higher standard because it's, you know, Right. a little different but that's why the pac 12 is great or the excuse me the rose bowl is great because you get to you reward two programs awesome venue awesome achievement and i know that rotates yeah. into the playoff cycle so it could be two sec teams in it next season because of how it cycles but really the rose bowl for me is is when that's the cherry on top i'm like oh, cool i can go to bed now and right. uh now focus on college
0: basketball <laughs> well and, and, and the thing is is like you you it I think that it's an interesting point you make because I think this year, especially seeing how exciting the Rose bowl was and how exciting, oh, you know, pretty much so all good. the new year's six bowls were in, and I know there was maybe one or two kind of like, and eh, depending on how you look at them. But if you, if you're looking at that and you're like, okay, if we're it's, it's two prong, right? Cause you have players that are sitting out these bowl games. Cause it doesn't really mean anything. And they're not wrong. Like like these, get, obviously to some players being a Rose bowl winner is going to hold a little more, you know, water than others. But like, If you could just expand the playoff and you can encompass like just imagine the synergy that you're gonna get if like all of a sudden the Rose Bowl game is a playoff game as well and like the you know all like all the bowls like the Sugar Bowl the Cotton Bowl like every year the Orange Bowl all of them are playoff games, then we kind of you know you 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 eliminate not eliminate but like you have players that buy in more and you do get to see that top notch talent at the you know the last eleventh hour of the season. And I think, I just don't understand, like, I'm sure there's arguments to be made where it's not beneficial across the board, but like, for my dumb brain, I just don't understand why you wouldn't want that. And like, I know football is a different game and it's tough to like, it's, you can't make it a March Madness. You can't have, you know, football players playing this many games back to back to back. But I mean, if you get expanded one more round, like encompass the Rose Bowl into a playoff game and imagine how fun that game would have been to watch on top of what it what already was. Right. Yeah. It, it's going to take some tinkering for sure. Right. And right. It,
1: yeah. Either way. Yeah. Obviously, they're They're going to have to expand it. They're just going to have to. Like, it's just there's no no excuse at this point, but it's just going to be a dragging Uh, you know i just hope they do it right the first time and not be like we're gonna put it to six teams now we're slow but steady and that's gonna be six teams for some reason for the you know i don't know right like first round but but that's 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 what
0: but you know what i would take that i would take that like if, if you could give me if you could give me uh uh i could stave off a week of alabama and or georgia having to absolutely just kick the shit out of uh you know whatever a 4 or 3 seed that they're playing like if you could just give me the false just excitement of like a playoff teams that's not the perennial SEC powerhouses I'll still take it not ideal like it's not addressing the the matter completely but I'll still take it like give it right shit. i mean what's going to be interesting though, like for me right like Michigan State they made it to New Year's
1: Six Bowl they they played Georgia in the Peach Bowl if that was like a a first round matchup like To some some extent, I'm just glad the season's over. Like, we went out on a high. It was awesome. Fuck yeah. But at some point, I'm like, I know we're not going to compete, right? We're just not going to compete ever with the Georgias and Alabamas, right? Like, like, part of me is almost just like, let those, if you happen to get in as one of those four teams, great. You had a great season. You're going to get your ass kicked by Alabama, Georgia, or Ohio State, likely. Um, Right. Yeah, for me on the outside, I'm just sitting there. Like even for Utah and Ohio State, imagine Utah pulls that off and it's like, yeah, this is amazing. Oh, next round, uh, Alabama. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, right.
0: No, I, Like, yeah. don't
1: get me wrong. So that's what I mean. There, there's going to have to be some some tinkering for sure to, to kind of figure it out, you know. And even like you said, even if it was just six, right, Let, let's say six teams, right? And, you know, the, yep. the one and two get a first round bye. So it's, it's a round of four and then those play the next and then those right. play, yeah. Like even then, I mean, then you would for sure you uh, you wouldn't really have any of the complaining anymore. Right. Because because right. uh, who's number six this season? It's all over the place. But yeah. y- you know what I mean? Right. It, right. it was right. You know, Ohio State would have gotten in at now they're seven. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But right. Yeah. That's not for us to figure out. And at the end of the day, we're still going to watch. But yeah, like I said, if, if yeah, you know, the people sure. who are like, it's the same teams every year. It's like, well, tell me you don't watch college football without telling me you don't watch college football right it's like it's right. statements like that like it's in the it's about the journey right it's about right. the journey of The season the rivalries the trophies the 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 conference right like i love the big right. time right like it's just that type, that sort of thing
0: it, so. well it's it's it i guess the more we talk about it it's just it's you can all, you can try to solve all the under and they're not problems like you can try to remedy all the underlying kind of issues as far as like how to grow the playoffs and, and you know kind of drum up more interest and in, in general. At the end of the day, it the the solution is pretty simple if you don't want to see Alabama, Georgia, and they're like you just have to beat them. But even though like when you do beat them, Texas A and M, it, it seems like they're always find a way in because they end up you know rattling off the rest of their schedule. So I. I think we will get a nice bump when – I know you tried to dance on Nick Saban's grave earlier, of like four or five episodes ago. He's not leaving anytime soon, unfortunately, but I do think in the next four or five years, like, he'll be gone. And I, and I don't think that we'll see somebody who can, you know, assume that role and, and have, you know, just kind of take it and make Alabama the powerhouse that they are anyways. I think we will see a dip, and I think we will see a new rise to power. Now, when I say new – It'll be Ohio State. Like it'll probably have like their reign for a little bit, or Georgia might have their reign. But it, it, we could try to remedy all the issues all we want, but until somebody figures out how to defeat Saban and compete with all you know the SEC as far as recruiting, uh, I don't know. I mean, we, we all can, know we could have as many playoffs
1: as we want. We all know it's our boy Dabo is going to go supplant Nick Saban. After yeah. Nick Saban
0: yeah, I mean. Well, it's just-
1: I, Written yeah. in the stars. He's a former Alabama. Yeah, blah blah blah. So.
0: Well, I, I think I think, and, and this is this is this is more so a conversation for the more involved college football fan. Just seeing how all the pieces are starting to like kind of come together now. Like you know, Lincoln Riley and USC, Utah having a, a, a very solid year in the Pac-12 with no real signs of kind of slowing down. Like, I think that the power is shifting a little bit. I don't think it's enough to like completely overhaul the grand scheme of college football, but. I think that I think we'll start to see some other teams in the next few years once they get the recruiting classes in and kind of build a foundation like we'll see more teams kind of rise to the top that aren't the traditional teams that we're used to seeing and that that's exciting like I'll I'll take that for sure right need a little bit more parody but right
1: regardless uh what a season man what a season it is finally over we talked about it for weeks now, but yeah it is it is over congrats to Georgia um you know whatever
0: <laughs> good luck, good luck, everybody, next season. Uh, you, but but okay, you, you we'll leave it at this. You you, you are happy for Kirby, like you can, you can't not be happy. I, I'm glad Kirby it's finally over,
1: next. so we don't have to hear the well, is this George's year? Are they finally right, going right, to? You know, it's right. like, cool. They finally did it. They they also recruited at a ridiculous level for the last eight years, and it's just right. the fact that in any, it's just yeah, whatever. Cool, <laughs> congratulations. So, um. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of the a lot of schedules for next season's already been released, which is uh, interesting. We can you know take a take a week <laughs>
0: one of these times and, and go over that yeah. and, and things like that.
1: So it's, we got um, plenty
0: plenty of dead weeks eventually when uh, we when none of us know what to talk about baseball. I uh, wouldn't know the first things. So yeah, it's we need uh, all the filler content we can get. It's not goodbye. It's just see you later, college
1: football. So with that,
0: <sighs> always, always. Let's
1: start a little basketball swish noise. <laughs>
0: Hey.
1: We're balling, boys basketball is my favorite sport. Um that,
0: Is it so is it Kyle? It. I had for <laughs> like I, gun to your head I, force you to turn on a basketball game.
1: I just texted you the other day mm-hmm. if I could have been really if I somehow <laughs> would have been blessed with any sort of skill set athletically, I would, like being really good at basketball would have been the best, dude. It's
0: just Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it,
0: it's just awesome. It, it's now, here it, we Like, I look at Jordan Clarkson, for example, and I'm just like, if I had just the ability that that guy has and just the overall just swagger that that guy has, like, there's no – like, there's no other – there's no competition. Like, that would be so
1: sick. Yeah, to just go out there and be a flamethrower and just, you know, light it up. Just open – yeah, and college basketball, of it, it is fun, too, because there's been some really great stories here. And you know, our scope might be a little bit more narrow in college basketball. You know, it's not. Stuff, stuff. Because here, here's, let, me, let me rattle off the top, top 10 or so. Um, yeah, Baylor, number one, 15-0. You know, I, that's a program definitely that came out of nowhere. Um, I think it's Drew Scott, who's their coach. I think it's Drew Scott, right, who's their head coach. Yeah. Anyway, he's been there for a while, and all of a sudden, like, Baylor just got really good, like, yep. you know. I'm yep. sure there was some before the days of NIL. I'm sure there's a lot of money flowing around and they got some some NBA talent. It's, it's you know, don't, hey, listen, I, I'm not stopping with Baylor because there's a lot of these teams in here. Like, yeah, <laughs> cheaters, cheaters, cheaters. Gonzaga's um, done it the right way. You know, they're always there or thereabouts, but they've lost two games now. Yeah, they'll. Yeah. I don't know. I'll see them as like an elite. If they make the Elite Eight or Final Four, I'd be amazed. Um, yeah. UCLA, I think, just lost last night to Maybe. Oregon. Um, I think they're not frauds. I think they're <laughs> very overranked. They had an amazing run in that tournament last year. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. And then you got Auburn at 14-1. Bruce Pearl, known cheater. Um, USC, known bag men, known cheaters as well at number five. <laughs> Arizona, one of the, oh, the slimiest programs out there when it was under. It's, it's okay,
0: under, that one, yes, I'll,
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll allow it. Court will allow that one. No, uh, yeah, Miller's not even there anymore, but still just sweaty and slimy. Don't like him. Don't like him. Um, Purdue, it's just annoying, but you know they've lost two games, but they look, they look pretty good. Uh, the D- Duke Shut up. Devils, obviously. Shut up. No, <laughs> not cheaters. Lean as, yep, right. as they come. Yep, yeah, you're damn right. Lean as they come. Move Kansas, on. Kansas known cheaters. absolutely oh, yeah. cheater. saved oh, himself yeah. the biggest he's been the biggest fraud and cheater ever. and he has <laughs> what one title to prove for it. No. you uh, got my my beautifully clean Michigan State Spartans at ten. Oh. right on the outside you have. Houston number eleven, uh, Kelvin Sampson, known cheater. Uh, LSU. Okay, all Will right,
0: Wade. we get it. And Will we Wade it. is the
1: biggest cheater. Are you Okay, all right,
0: you got your top ten. Just move, move along. God the
1: last <laughs> last team I want to mention though is Wisconsin because I think Wisconsin's ridiculously good. Um, Jordan Davis, probably yes. uh, player of the year so far. Dude, yes. guy, I, yes. I came out of nowhere, absolute right. nowhere. Or sorry, Jonathan Davis, not Jordan Davis. Jonathan Davis, uh, just absolutely killing it. I yes. it's just crazy. 23 uh, 22 points per game, yeah. a couple assists, some rebounds, shooting almost 50%. Like, the guy's right. just unbelievable. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, Brad Davidson, who's like sixth, seventh year and uh, just dropped 25 on Ohio State. Sorry, kid. Yeah. That
0: was that, always, that was cool. always, that was always. I, I hate I fucking hate. But, it. I mean, to your point, like, to, to bring it back to like, college basketball, like, we, we have a pretty narrow scope. I mean, when you talk about the top 25 and keep in mind, like in college basketball, if you're ranked in the top 25, that's almost essentially like being ranked in the top 10 for football. Like
1: with all the mid majors,
0: like you have Xavier, like Seton Hall, Providence, like in in, like, there's other mid majors in Villanova, like mid Villanova is probably more considered a major, but like, yeah, mid majors just all over the place, and so if you're ranked in the top twenty-five for basketball, in the grand scheme of things, you're a top ten program in correlation to football, like no doubt. So right, you are upper echelon. Yeah. Yes, yes,
1: yeah, like you, you're you're solid, you're good. <laughs> you know, but some like the schedules have been
0: wonky for some teams. Yeah, so, a lot of, well, it is weird this year because like a lot of postponements, right? Like you, you know, like when you're talking about US or yeah USC, they had to cancel like a three-game stretch, and they had to cancel another one, and They finally picked up against Oregon. They right. played nobody. And then, right. up
1: until the three teams that they were supposed to play that were good Oklahoma State, Arizona State, and Arizona all those postponed. They come back to dunk on California, postpone Stanford, and then lose at Stanford, <laughs> and then beat uh, Oregon State, and then they'll be playing Oregon.
0: So, like, USC. Are you looking at you? Oh, you're looking at USC. Sorry. I was talking UCLA. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> That's sorry, sorry. My bad. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, USC. Um, I mean, UCLA is kind of in the same boat
0: as well. Yeah. where Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. So it must be the Arizona schools. They must... dodged. They it. Well, Arizona's been. You know, hey, COVID doesn't exist down here, and it's like, well, we have to test you just to find out, and it, it does in fact yeah, exist. So the sun doesn't get rid of it, weird, because that's what they were saying. <laughs> so the sun just melts everything. Nothing you, can live. Did you ever hear that clip from Joe Rogan where he was like, "If I just sit in a sauna and I'm inhaling extraordinarily hot air, doesn't that kill the virus?" And I'm like, "Oh God." There's yeah, so many yeah. people that are listening to this and they're like, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, it checks, checks out. out. <laughs> yeah, obviously. God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um
1: oh. yeah, like, That's why at this point in the college basketball season, like, yeah, the season for sure started, you know, conference play started and things like that. Right, right. It's really hard outside of Baylor, honestly. I like, there's not one team where I'm like, yep, like even Michigan State, we're on like a 10 game win streak. That's one, right. one thing I, I did want to bring up. The thing that so far that I've loved this Michigan state team has been really weird. And for me, like there's been a lot of teams that I like love and hold above anything. You know, the cash Winston miles bridges, Josh Langford class, right? Like I love, yeah. loved that era. And then we kind of just, you know, last season was a, a disaster. Um, and we still made the playoff barely, you know, the tournament. Um, but this season, man, we've just been, been playing really consistently and really well. Our two losses are against Kansas and Baylor, which is like, okay, well, we test ourselves early and we played okay, you know, against those teams. Um, <laughs> but like last night was awesome, or it was two nights ago on Wednesday. Uh, playing Minnesota. Or, hey, shout out to the lady. Hey. Coach. Hey. hey. Um, but, yeah, Minnesota's playing really tough. They have a really young head coach. They have some really solid players. Um, playing at home yeah. after Michigan ducked us. You know, surprise. Oh, yeah, we got COVID. We can't play. Okay, Michigan. Sure. Whatever. Um <laughs> But we come in, uh, really good environment, and you know, tie game, a few seconds left. And I was chatting, I'm in a couple of Discords, obviously, as you know, but you know, moment you fans. Joey Hauser has been a player, and it reminds me a lot of when you sent me that picture of you dunking the other day uh, in <laughs> high school. Um I was like, man, this reminds me a lot of Joey Hauser. He's like that, six eight. He is he's as white as they come, they're gonna be wrong. And like he's he this season, he transferred from Marquette, had a lot of he had a lot of uh, hype around him when he first came in. He played okay. But the last, like, year and a half, you could just tell he's just a head case, man. Like, like the oh, ball yeah. is bouncing off his face. He's not catching passes. Throwing the ball right out of bounds. Horribly, you know, he came in as a shooter, and he hasn't been able to find the bucket forever. Last few games, though, uh, Tom Izzo basically called out Twitter. and was like, you guys got to be, like, these guys see it. Like, you guys got to stop, you know? Because he right. was just getting roasted every mm-hmm. single night. Mm-hmm. And comes out and gets the game-winning shot last night. You know, yeah. and I was just like, and I was even texting the Discord, and I was like, tonight would be a great Joey Hauser legacy game. He's not going to be a Hall of Fame, he's not going to be Ring of Honor by any means, but you just love to see those types of players who who you didn't expect anything from, or who who have kind of right. been shit on all season, and they come up big in that moment, and like the smile on his face, and like like everybody crowded him was it was just awesome. So oh, yeah, shout out to Joey Hauser, Michigan State, so by the skin of their teeth. Um, they keep this win streak going, but even then, I look and I'm like, eh, top ten team. I'm like, I guess, but like,
0: I don't feel well, like that. That's what I was gonna add. Like, I, I, it's fair to say, and you've acknowledged, like, you haven't really kept tabs on it until like recently because I mean, college football was obviously the forefront. So, it, it, you kind of coming into it fresh, not obviously not midstream because we have you know a good chunk of the season left, but like where everything's at now as far as like where the teams are, like, is this you're knowledgeable in college basketball and you're, you're knowledgeable enough to know, you know, the who's, who's like, do you think this, this rides out and kind of stays this way? Or do you think like this, this, like this time, two months from now, this is going to be totally wonky and like none of these teams are going to be where they're at. Like, cause to your point, Michigan state found their hot streak, but like, a, like you got tested early and like, until like, since then that's really been the only test they have, like the next test they run up against here, like let me pull their schedule back up. Well,
1: I mean, it, yeah, the the rankings are just so tough because usually you play twice in a week, right? So unless you get absolutely blown out in those two games and right. like have a bunch of injuries, if you're ranked number ten, we're like we could probably lose four or five games, and we probably will throughout the rest of the season, and we'll still right. be top twenty, right? Well, top, and I'm not, I'm not, not even like more
0: so saying like rankings, like like specifically rankings, but like like Michigan State is in the conversation as at least for now one of the better teams in the country. But like yes. you haven't, you, you've gotten test twice. You've lost, and that's not me just trying to throw first it back game in of the phase. season, like the fourth game of the season. But I, I feel it, yeah. and it was a big loss. I mean, it's fair to say seventy-five fifty. It's a big loss. So you've held your own. You won the games you're supposed to win. Next one's Wisconsin on the twenty-first, and then followed up by Illinois. So like, could be a double letdown. Like, are you are you confident? Because like, this is how all these schedules are built, right? Like Duke always comes out, and every all the all the blue bloods come out and they play. You know. The, the different tournaments and the showcases or whatever, and they play like ranked teams and everybody kind of just regardless of the outcome throws those away. Cause I was like, you yeah, it's early season. Yeah. You go on your streak, you win the games you're winning. So I think this is fair to say, this is a good, like you can finally kind of take the temperature of the team and where they're at. Are we talking Sweet 16 team here, Kyle? We're we talking Elite 8 yes. team? Like, no, that, okay. especially okay. like this
1: is exactly the type of team that coaches are loves because you have the leadership. You have Gabe Brown. You right. have players that have been in the program a lot. You have Max Christie, who's a five-star freshman coming in and just has one of the most purest jump shots of it. I mean, just like squares up perfectly, perfect rotation on the ball. You got players like that. You have players like A.J. Hogard at point guard. You have Tyson Walker at point guard, which is huge because you're seeing Michigan, you know, had all the hype coming in. They don't have a point guard. And look, Hunter Dixonson can't do anything. if you don't. Have, and right. that's what we had last year. We did not have a point guard last season. We do right. this year. right? And it's amazing right. how much of a difference that makes. Yes, I think this is exactly like a, the, the team that coaches at once. We have right. in that discord we were talking about, like, who would we want to take the last shot? And I just said Joey Hauser kind of jokingly. But we mentioned like four or five different players. And it's like, that's right. really nice to have. You have uh, right. um, Paul Malik Hall, who could take the last shot, Gabe Brown, Max Christie, Joey house. Eli- so we don't have anyone who's lighting it up like a Jordan Davis. We just right. have a really solid team. And that's what coaches are loves because it's easy to manage, um, you know, and, and you just have to kind of, you know, keep, keep the ship steering in, in the right direction. Right. Um,
0: but yeah, it, it's it, the big 10s can be tough, man. Um, it's Well, and that's and that's I mean, it's you have to look back when when it's all said and done with Tom Izzo, it, regardless if he wins more championships or, or whatever happens, and he's always going to be in the talks for one of the most respected college coaches because he has never like he's always marched to like the beat of his drum. Like it's the same team, like you just said, it's rinse repeat every year with Michigan State. It's it's obviously different guys. It's the same structure, and that's why Michigan State is always a, is, is a threat in the tournament because, like, you have Duke, on the other hand, where, like, in the last, you know, handful of years, we've shifted to just more, like, the one-and-done kind of culture, and that's not really, like, how – that's not how Coach Hay built his name, and that's why we get bounced early in the tournament. That's why those teams that have all this, this firepower that are all freshmen and sophomores get bounced because, to your point, you can name four or five guys on Michigan State that you want to take that final shot. I yep. it's Paulo Banchero or nobody like it, <laughs> it. It has to be him or it. We I don't know who takes the takes it and goes and scores us that like game-winning right. bucket. And I
1: think and that's, when it works, that's, it works. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like when it
0: works, it works. But yep. with Michigan State, what Tom Izzo does is. It, it, like it's he he knows how to win games he knows the method he knows the formula and he's never changed it and that's why right. I love Tom Mizzo. I'm not even Michigan fuck the Spartans love hey, Tom Izzo
1: he's he still the water fountain from me, right? he made you take the short water fountain you know <laughs> at, at that one camp he told me <laughs> that's right, um, that's right. um but the, and one thing I think and I, I might be either giving Tom Izzo too much credit. You know, but really, when I'm talking about college basketball, the only stuff I've really watched is Michigan State. I I am aware of what's going on, but like I watched a lot of Tom Izzo, a lot of Michigan State. Right. And one thing that I think he's doing, and like I said, I might be giving him too much credit, but he's starting to tinker with the lineups a little bit. We definitely have a best starting five, and they haven't played a lot lately. And I think that's because Tom Izzo knows in the tournament, you don't know what could happen. You could have a guy go into early foul trouble. You could have an injury. And then all of a sudden, you're like, well, shit, what's our second best lineup? And so we're going through all these different lineup tinkering and, like, who's... And I, like, he has to be doing it on purpose to be he like... He absolutely is. Right. You you use this... You're not trying to go undefeated, right? Obviously great. If you can go undefeated, what, right. what, a, what a accomplishment? It's just not going to happen. No. So you take this now. You're like, cool, we, we've got off to a good start. We're in the tournament regardless. Unless like right. the complete... Uh, everyone, you know, I don't, right. I don't really want to speak it into existence, but you know what I mean. You're in the tournament. Now you figure out how would these certain situations work? And I think that's what he's doing. Because you have players right. like Marcus Bingham who is on the bench. He's our seven footer, right? right. Who play, who's been playing really well, but he hasn't been playing as much. And I think that's because in the tournament, you get two early fouls, all of a sudden you're like, well, cool. Now we got to go 20 minutes, 15 minutes right. without Marcus Bingham. How's right. that like, look? Right? Can we well play? and it's
0: it's building com- it's, right. It, it's built it's building the confidence, and it's also like because when when you when you look at the, the tournament, every year there's a high seed that gets tripped up early, first round, second round because it's the Marcus Binghams it's you're playing a Lehigh or you're playing uh you know University of Northern Iowa and they don't have the size like they don't have the size to compete with Marcus Bingham. So, like yeah in theory Marcus Bingham should be able to score 20 points on the offensive end but it creates an issue on the other side because he's not going to be able to catch up with a smaller guy who's just slashing right like so it's it's it, Tom Mizzle's was 100% doing intentionally one to get everybody reps. Cause the last thing you want is somebody who didn't play all year, get to the big show. And then it's like, Oh shit. Like we re- were really leaning on you here. And he hasn't had like quality playing time. And the second part is like, there's going to be situations, foul trouble, undersized lineups, oversized, line, like just different looks. And it's like, that's why Tom is a mastermind. Cause there's some coaches that like, and you can see it within the game. Like, there's a mismatch and they just abuse it and they just they're willing to watch this the ship sink. and Tom Izzo's not old, not <laughs> about to do that like he's like no 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 right like I'll sub out Marcus Bingham if I have to
1: right so uh, one thing I want to compare real quick so I'm looking at Duke right now and I'm looking at the minutes per game. So one through four basically um, so Panjaro, Moore Keels Roach, they all play about 30 minutes a game 30 yep. 31 minutes a game. Um, and then you have Williams, Griffin, Baker, John, who are all 19 to 12 minutes a game. So that's I feel like that's relatively deep for Duke. Right. Because normally I feel like yes. they used to just play the same six guys. And it was like, cool, the guy yeah. coming off the bench is the white guy who's going to you know shoot 16 threes. Um, right. And then so now let me look at Michigan State here real quick. So minutes per game. I mean, it's not even close. You have Gabe Brown at 30 minutes a game, Max Christie at 30 minutes, and then it immediately drops down to 20 minutes for Bingham, 20 minutes for Hall, 20 minutes Hauser, 23 yep. minutes for Walker, about 20 minutes for Hogarth. Balance. So, that, yeah, it's, it's just so, so it's so different, and I guess it depends on the coach and the. Well, and look at and look the at the,
0: look at the look at the games played, right? Everybody with you know, Joy Hauser has one less game. Max Christie, there's a couple that played 15, but everybody's played all 16 games thus far, and they've all played. I w- I would say the threshold of like quality minutes is easily 15 and there's only one guy at 13. Like everybody's played quality minutes, everybody's played in all these games and like with Duke, you know, you have your starting five and then the you know the first three guys off the bench all about play the 15 but then it's like 14, 9, 10, yeah. 4 like and yeah. that's where that, that's where Duke that's where Duke is though. Like that's where we're at and this is the goodbye tour so I don't I think coach K cares but like it's just it's Kentucky too it's it's the one and done schools and it's like they know that like they're leaning into it this they're putting all their chips in that basket and like if something Lord Lordford happens like mid-tournament that's just the end like they're <laughs> see, yeah. see you later because then you look at USC and it's basically one through six that's it
1: yeah and yep. yeah like one injury and, and they're screwed or you just get really fatigued you get tired you know, and so, right. but that's kind of where they're at. They're like, well, we have to make the tournament. And so now they're, they're right. there. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that pans out. Um, yeah. But sometimes that's gotten Izzo into trouble where it's like, sometimes you just need to play your best starting five in the tournament. And right. there's been times where he definitely has. I remember Jaron Jackson Jr. riding the bench for a long stretch in a Syracuse game where Syracuse ended up beating us. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, why? Look at right. him now in the NBA. Like, you know. So there has been times where it's definitely bitten Izzo, but I'm not going to sit there and be like and question the right. <laughs> you know. But it is interesting. To see, I'm starting to see that now, where it's like, I'm not well, last. You make a like we have to win every game because we need right. to make the tournament. Now it's like, okay, we're basically in. Now let me see
0: what the you know what the meta game is here for for Izzo. Right. Well, and you offer interesting perspective because now I'm like I'm kind of just rifling through these in Baylor, number one team in the country. And if you look at all their guys, they have what is this? Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They have eight guys, nine guys. All played in all sixteen games thus far. All of them pretty much twenty minutes game, twenty minutes played per game or higher. You have one guy in thirty minutes per game. So they're just like Rifling, like they have all kinds of depth on their bench that they're just rolling through. And that's what happens when you win a title. Yeah, you
1: bring in one or two really solid guys, and there you go. You know, like every single season.
0: Yeah, (sighs) it'll be interesting though, because it's the name of the game is obviously you have to you have to meet the criteria to get into the tournament. But in college basketball, it's like. Conference championships are great. Like the, the the conference tournaments are always fun to watch. It's kind of the prep before the big tournament. Oh, it's it's the best, dude. It yeah. Is, but like, it's just winning. It's just winning the tournament. Like that's really when you boil it down, that's what the ultimate goal for all these teams are. Like it's, yeah, it's just it's it's all in on the tournament, and so. I think Tom Izzo is a genius. It, it just as far as like you know, putting you're because you're, you're artificially putting your team in adverse situations, right? Like you're not like waiting right. for it yes. to come up and be That's a learning exactly lesson. It. You're like, hey, listen, like okay, hypothetically, our seven footers done, and he's not he's not playing for the next twenty minutes. How are we going to look? Like how are we? Because in the long run, it's Tom Izzo sees that he puts it on tape. He could go back, and he's a mastermind. And so it, it's just, he'll, it, what, no, no, no team's the same, right? The team last year is different than the team this year. Like it's, it's just always changing, especially in basketball. So I, yeah, it's great. I love, Tom, I, love I love Tom Mizzo. I hate your Spartans, but I love Tom Mizzo. No, right. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's very <laughs> likable.
1: But I was just watching it last night too. Or sorry, Wednesday. I'm just like I bet it's so funny because I just watched Michigan State. And I, you know, the core in the crowd and Izzo, and I'm like I get every other team that plays us just must despise us, <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> you know, because like oh, yeah.
1: uh, it's just it's just a lot of fun. But it's funny because I'm even getting to that age now where I'm like, man, the Izzo's not as loud as it used to be. You know, the Izone, yeah, and, you know, the student section. Look at all these little zoomers on their phone in the crowd. But it's like that, ah, whatever. But no, a really good crowd um it's just these love it man but it, it's so it's but it's so different conference to conference and like for our right. friends who are oklahoma fans and stuff who've probably already turned this off like <laughs> it, it's hard because like when you watch even a big 12 game or watch oklahoma and they're playing kansas state you're watching it and it's just kind of got like that mundane vibe to it you're just like yeah like this is fun but like but like when in the big 10 like when when michigan State or when anyone big goes to purdue just watch that because that is, for one, is my least favorite. I, I usually avoid the game. I, I One or two games a season I just refuse to watch. And anytime Michigan State plays at Purdue, I will not watch it because it's horrible <laughs> every single time. And it's horrible their fans and their stadium, the way that the stanchion and, the, and the, um, the seating is, it's just bizarre. They're like on top of you. It's weird. Oh, yeah. Um same even with like Minnesota, and you have the raised court. Which like, why do they allow that? I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's the, in the in the barn, uh, yeah. yeah I, but that, but it's these are all, and it's it's you know I mean, we say it all the time. That's what makes college sports, especially football and especially basketball, the crowds on top of you. There's so there's just different wonky things in each arena. Like there's like the barn, there's the farm. There, you know, it's just like there's just all this history. Enriched it, you, have, you know, Cameron Indoor, and it's it's just so much fun. But yes, I can see, I can see why people hate Tom Bizzle, especially. I think you you're right. It's not nearly as ruckus as it used to be, and I think that's just because we have the attention span of squirrels nowadays, and we just kids don't care. But yeah, no, I. <laughs> Which is <laughs> even the way funny he funny rides dude. the
1: ref and stuff like it, like to an extent. <laughs> and he
0: gets away. And that's what that's the that's one of the funniest like quirks of basketball. Is if you're an old school coach and you've been there forever, and like you're Tom Izzo and your name has some weight behind it. They'll let you just chew them out, like like not like it's no problem. But like if you're like a young guy and you're just making a scene, like they'll tee you up right Dude, away. Like, well, right that's away. Will
1: Wade. They, like Will wait for for LSU. I've watched already a few highlights and people brought it up. Like like for what I despise, I just I hate LSU basketball program because. And do it's always been the Wild West in college basketball. I get that. I like all the jokes of people cheating. Like I promise, I'm not being completely serious. But for a long time, it was really hard to see these programs and LSU. They were caught on tape offering tons of money i can't even remember who the player was right this was a there's a great documentary on hbo you got to watch it. it's so good that goes into the whole the whole you know uh it's it just crazy but lsu is just that one team i just cannot stand and will wade you watch him he is berating the referees and it's like you've been there for like four years or however long you've been there like you do not have that cachet to just be riding the refs like that
0: yeah yeah no it's it's yeah, you and your cheating. I just, uh, makes it makes me laugh. But yeah, LSU, LSU is a cheater. So well, I'll, I'll, let that one go. I'll let that one go.
1: I, I've been, you know, I've been in, obviously Michigan Savior my whole life, right? And I've seen some really <laughs> good teams, right? Who, and like Tom Izzo, say whatever you want about him. And maybe he's had some, some under the table dealings as well. Um, you know, he was, Tom Izzo, though, was called out in the last big legal FBI case when they were investigating this. And, it was Brandon Dawkins, I think, is what it was. Brian Dawkins, one of those. But basically, yeah. just came out and was like, "Yeah, Tom Izzo, and I think there's one other coach who was like, those are the only ones who didn't offer me money. Everyone else offered yeah. me money, right? Yeah. So, but but when you watch those and you all of a sudden you get bounced out of the tournament by some, you know, random team that like just was paying like LSU, for example. It, it, it was like it was always just so frustrating to watch because you feel like you're doing things the right way and and you get bounced in the tournament. And, but yeah. anyways. water always finds its level like those teams usually don't make it all the way um yeah
0: which is which is why it's it's good that especially sport of basketball and i think we've talked about before like it's it's getting to a point where it's like okay like uh like mikey williams is like this phenomenal high school player like he's got all the intangibles to be a pro yada 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 yeah, he'll probably just skip college altogether. And and not to say I wouldn't want to see him on the college court. Like By all means, it's always fun to have like exciting players like Zion come through. But I do think, at least for me, and this is obviously a different perspective, I do enjoy the Michigan yes. States and the Baylors. I really enjoyed when Duke had the hateable fucking handful of white guys year in and year out who'd be there for like three, four years. Kyle you Singer, want the players John who Shire. want to be there, right?
1: Who really want exactly. to
0: be there. Exactly. Like if your ultimate goal is to go to league and and nowadays, like with the, with the amount of recruiting and just exposure that you're getting from a young age, like they're like, they recognize that you're NBA talent before you're even a senior in high school, most times. And it's like, okay, perfect. Like G league all like all the way go to the G league. Like fine. Again, not, I'm not trying to alienate them from college basketball, but it's like, it's just college basketball and the sport of basketball, especially there's just something to be said. And it's so apparent when a team has just, years and years of chemistry and like it, they all play very well together and it's just so much fun to watch, especially year in and year out. But again, like uh, by all means, come play at Kentucky. Like I, I'll, I'll right. watch your highlight reel. I don't give a shit.
1: And what, but what I find interesting and you know, Kentucky is kind of one of those examples, but like, you know, we've seen it like miles bridges, for example, came back an extra year, right? He could have gone to the pros and he even, I guess, lost, a, you know, couple, some money, right? Because he didn't go right. when he's a freshman, he dropped a little bit. Miles bridges is doing fine. But like, there's there's definitely something to be said about the college experience, especially like when you're 18, right, 17, 18, and you're like, I'm just gonna go right to the G League, or I'm gonna try to go right to the pros, or whatever. Right. You are you are immediately joining the workforce at that point, right? Right. right. Whereas like you and I know we went to college, right? <laughs> like the, some of the best years of your life, and and you got to <laughs> think for these 18 year olds, right? They go to college and they're they are the big man on campus. They're a huge recruit. you play for oh, Michigan yeah. State, you play for Duke, or whatever. And you have that and you're like, man, this is actually pretty fun because I don't really have any other responsibilities outside. OK, I got to go to go to class, right. unquote, you know, um, you know, but you're on campus. You're kind of protected as soon as you're out and in the NBA. And I uh, it, it brings me back to an article a few a few years ago, actually, when we were in college about um, God, uh, Hashim to right from UConn. Yeah. You, you know, we all remember him. He <laughs> mentioned which is he stayed. He wishes he stayed because as soon as you go to the NBA, you're so alienated. Like, you can't go out with the other teammates. Everyone else is old. You got families. You got kids. Or they're going to the clubs. You're not even 21 yet. You can't go to the clubs, right? Right. So you get really lonely, and it's day after day after day, and it's so cutthroat, right? And and those NBA coaches, they don't have time to be like, let me hold your hand and put my arm around you and be like, you know, it's like no, they, think a lot of those teams have to win, right? You have right. to win now, right. especially if you go to a bad team. Those coaches are like, well, fuck, like I like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna be out of a job. Like, why am I gonna invest my time in some eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old who doesn't even want to be in Detroit? You know, that does. I think Cade Cunningham actually likes it and you know, I think they're you know, I think that's gonna be good. But right. like there, I think there's a lot of players who would just be served so well to just take that extra year in college and it's so, like just be a kid. Just be an 18, yeah. 19 kid in college and just have a good time. You know, don't get in don't get in trouble, right? But like right. yeah, most basketball teams I think that have the leadership are smart enough to be like, you know, you got the Gabe Browns, right? Being like if your guys are going out, like just don't be a fucking idiot, right? Like, you know, represent the right. program. And I think, I, don't get me wrong. I think the G League's fine, and these players will go and they'll make their money and things like that. But I think, I think a lot of them will be will be missing something, and right, and the right, the yeah. because they're they're very isolated. It becomes a business. You join the workforce at that point. You are an, an employee, right? Right, right. Versus right. just being a, a dumb college student, which is like that's those are the best years of your life.
0: Right, and, and I hear you, but I just I th- I think that there is also the argument that like you look at Dwayne Wade's son, and it's like if he did go to college, it, it like LeBron's son will be the same. It's just there's so much you already have so much just media attention and your exposure on so many different platforms, and like. It's almost like, can you go to college and be that dumb college kid? Uh, No, 100%. Like, like, like,
1: those are exceptions, yes. When you're talking about LeBron James. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, like, you know,
0: but here's here's the thing. Like, if you're a perennial, like, a a generational talent and, like, you are, like, LeBron James-esque, like, then go to the league. Like, there's no reason to, to put, risk a knee injury or something or, like, you know. When you look like, at m Bates
1: for Memphis. Like, they're talking yeah. about how much his draft stock has been hurt because, you know, he goes to, goes to Memphis. They don't have the structure and the the coaching right. to really support him. And he, you can tell those attitude problems that people talked about are starting to show a little bit. Right. Maybe he would have been better served just going overseas or going to the G League yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, and yeah. just because that's all he wanted to do. So, yeah. it's just – It's so interesting. Listen,
0: if you're, if you're, I hate, I hate giving Calipari his, his love because I just, I mean, nothing against him. I just, I hate Kentucky. But if you're like an Imani Bates, like, just go to Kentucky because Calipari knows what he's doing. Like, right. Every time you see an interview of him in his little office, like, there's always a new NBA jersey from a former player that went like number one pick, number two pick, whatever. Like, yeah. And, and there's They're some good articles
1: it. on the Kentucky experience, and it's like you get your own dorm, which is like a luxury right, right, high-rise right. building. You have a barber shop in there. I think they have a bowling alley in there. Like, right. and it's like cool for eight months because it's not even an entire year. You're <laughs> you're there until March. They're right. like a semester and a half. You just go, you hang out with other kids your age, you have a good time. You're very protected, right? Like you right. are. Like you never really hear about. Or maybe I'm glossing over some, but unless you really screw something up, like. You're there. You're probably having the time of your life in this luxury building. You know, it's in Kentucky, sure, but like you're only there for a few months, playing basketball every day for a good coach, and then, and then away you go. You know, and I think it serves those kids very well. But even then, it's it's got it's
0: it's a it's a wink it's a wink wink G League baby. You know, go to Kentucky. You know, get get your essentially. Because they're not it, – it's the its the workaround, right? Like, they're not paying you straight money. I mean, I'm sure they are, but, like, at least to keep it above the table, they're not necessarily, like, paying you money. They're just, like, hey, you get the lifestyle. Like, we will supply your lifestyle for you, like, as if you had money, and then you just have to go play basketball for Kentucky. Right. Yeah. So – but
1: anyways, I mean, we are <laughs> – we are, like, smack down in the middle, really, of, of college basketball season. Um yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, we got Purdue, Nebraska on tonight, Michigan, Illinois. I think I think it's fair to say for the sake of the pod, the marquee games on a week to week basis will 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 that that'll have our attention. I can't promise you that I'm gonna watch you know, fucking Seton Hall and like Upper West Side, Rhode Island University. I probably won't. Just letting you know now. But the yeah, big ones, I yes.
1: No, for, yeah. From here on out, I think what we're really going to be looking at, you know, college football, still going to have a lot
0: of off season stuff happening. Shut the right? fuck a lot up of, about college football. God. It will. It, it's going No, happen. I know, I know. But like, we, we gotta talk. Listen, basketball at some point has to come.
1: <laughs> it's just when when the season for college, like the the reason why college football so funny is like. Every, there's so many storylines midseason that that make yes. its way to the surface because of how much it's covered. College right. basketball, there's so much stuff that happens, and you're like, I didn't even realize that these that this team lost or I didn't realize that this happened because like it's just not as heavily reported on. Yeah. So well, if we, like I'm like I'm going through the college football Reddit right now. It's really just a lot of game scores, right? It's a lot of game right. score scores. And things like that. It's it's not really like the weird, intricate, like behind the scenes
0: stuff. That we'll we'll do our we'll do our due diligence as podcast hosts, and we'll we'll go scavenge up some. I know, obviously, the fucking football ones will, because it's a smaller sample size. It's there's only so many teams that are actually worth a shit, and it, they're the ones who always have the fun storylines and everything. Basketball is it's you have to care about every team because, like I said, University of Northern Iowa as a joke, but like let's not forget. They were the ones who upset Kansas as a 16-1 oh, seed.
1: Never forget, and that sorry, so. last That's what's the best about the tournament is like you just remember teams like Lehigh, like Northern Iowa.
0: <laughs> why? Why do? You, why do you remember Lehigh? Kyle? <laughs> well, why, you why do you remember, you remember Lehigh? Lehigh. Dude, that was so funny. I remember that happening. Where were you when they beat Lehigh? It's- Southern Early California. Yeah, yeah. You were in a little jam band with your little jam buddies in a shed somewhere. And I was sitting there with Hell your yeah. fucking mom's ex-boyfriend like, hey, bud. Yeah, Keith, Keith. That was not the same season, but. That yeah. was the same season. No. Let me, let I, me. I promise. I I, I will admit there is a possibility I'm wrong. But I could have swore because I, if I remember correctly, it was Michigan State played first. On that was the, 2012. As as that would have been the fucking year, Kyle. That would have been yeah, spring maybe. break 2012. Yeah, you might be right. That's I entered is. college in 2011. Don't 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 question me. <laughs> listen, and, and
1: who who played for Lehigh? Who was the, who was the star for Lehigh? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> DJ McCollum. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yep. fucking right. McCollum.
0: Yep. Listen, yeah, fucking right. but listen, I have a, I have it's, it's. I don't know if you call it a talent, but we all know. That when there is a scarring loss and i am been wasted, I, I remember scores, Kyle. I remember. Listen. People, people remember. <laughs> I'll remember where I was when Michigan State lost to mid-Tennessee State and
1: giddy pots for mid-Tennessee State. Oh, my God. It was horrible. So, there you go. <sighs> So, here we go. Uh, we also tried something a little different today. We're uh, using
0: a different recording method. It's um, this new plat called Skype. It's supposed to hit. I think it's gonna go public with stock here soon. Uh, yeah, little, it's, a, you it's a new startup, uh, new tech company.
1: But um, if it sounds like shit, just let us know. We, I, I mean, if it sounds more shit than we normally sound, so, <laughs> like, you know. But it, overall, it's it's just an easier process. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna turn out fine. But
0: um, yeah,
1: yeah uh, with that, Michael, is there uh, any parting
0: words you would like to bestow upon our guests? Mm. No, no. I'ma I'm gonna I'm let you know, like Michael Jordan flu game over here. I've had heartburn for the last thirty minutes and it's been killing me. And I'm just I'm sucking it up, Kyle. I'm just I'm motoring through. That's how much this pod means to me. I have had At least heartburn. your sniffles are gone. You had you had the a serious case of the
1: sniffles. Well the I had time. I
0: had Omicron, I had Omicron, Zion, Chroncron, Fronkron, fucking Dogecoin. <laughs> I've had all of it. Fucking I don't know. I I don't even get tested. I I probably I probably had scurvy. I wouldn't even know it
1: yeah i wouldn't even know it well what, uh, there
0: you go kyle what, what about i'd never ask you what What are your parting words is your is your man cave put back together yet no or, it's still we, a fucking disaster home, if you know home how to home. okay no okay. it's
1: just it's a fucking disaster still but it's just uh, yeah we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out we just gotta get some tile down Yeah, you know, but we'll we'll figure it out we will we will persevere so did you at um, least
0: attach the appliances
1: again Oh, no, we wanted to get tiled down first because it would be dumb to put those on and then all of a sudden I have to take everything off and then put the tile down and put it back on. It's just like, listen, we, we might have, we our, uh, uh Annie's husband, Jake, Lawyer Jake. He's our lawyer yeah. for the pod, by the way. Uh, Officially unofficial. Uh, He knows how to do tile. He knows how to do everything for some reason (laughs) because he's a man, and I am not. Do you
0: do you have any other Xboxes to give away as payment? Uh, Do you have a PS4 laying around? (laughs) I do have PS4 laying around, but Jake would not like it because he's old and he's smart and
1: no, he's cool. Does he not not play video games? Yeah, he's like in his mid thirties. He's too busy, you know, defending his you know legal (laughs) clients from. (laughs) He's,
0: He's serving. He's serving justice, and meanwhile. Uh, yeah, we're we're working marketing and play Apex all day long. Yep, sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: uh, we've been off the rails, but with that, uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, it'll be fun every week as it always is. And uh, if you don't watch college basketball, just start watching
0: it. It's fun. Pick a team, even if it's Oklahoma. I didn't hey, pick, pick a does. team. Send it to us. We'll 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 put vested interest in it. All right, Boomer Sooner. I know Kyle Donnie. I know, I know. Boomer Sooner. I got it on the list. Anybody else except Josh Rocha I'm not following North Carolina. I don't give a fuck how many times you tweet. I'm not doing it. So fair enough. Send us your team. We'll we'll follow it. I need new team. Kyle, I need new teams. Duke's. This is not Duke's year. I thought it was Duke's year. It's not Duke's year. Like Love who was gonna bring my championship?
1: Yeah, a, mid, a nice mid major like Davidson or something. Yeah, I can You know, yeah. Foster Lawyer, baby uh yeah thanks guys uh this has been another episode of name image podcast big mike thank you as always uh and everyone else just have a really good friday have a good weekend and uh we'll see you next week
0: i love you We know Skip. Mm-hmm. Skip, I know skill. like we that Skip.
1: Heavy. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? Mm-hmm.